What's up, everyone? It's Timothy from the ID Consultant. Sorry, it's been a while. I was in a situation um, that I had to get myself out of. Now that I'm out of it, I have a lot more time to my hands. And I can donate a lot more time to you guys to help you guys build your interior design business. I'm going to jump right into this because I'm really excited about um, this particular episode because I'm going to talk about my number one tool in my arsenal for prospective clients. And first, I want to apologize for my nasally sounding self because I'm getting over a sickness that I, I'm assuming it's just a head cold. But um, <laughs> if I cough, sniffle, sneeze, whatever the case is, I'm so sorry, I'll try to edit it out. Um, I'm just getting over a sickness, so I don't want to um, make it gross for you guys. My number one tool in my arsenal is going to be my 20-page uh, ebook. Now, this ebook is actually going to be updated probably within the next week, so it's going to be like 40 pages. But the reason why I really give this ebook to every single client, prospective client, is because I want my clients to be knowledgeable about what they're getting into. They're not. They're not knowledgeable at the moment before they are given this ebook. And the the problem that I face with that is that they're just not unfortunately they're not educated <clears throat> and educated about like interior design and what goes into it so this ebook really is just a way for me to give them information that's really really important for them to start their project before they even step foot into our office or before they even start this design project I think that there's a lot of information that they need to understand now of course they spend a lot of time researching like you know, designers and how much, you know, how cheap they can get an interior designer, that same amount of research should be going into what it even, um, what entails hiring a designer um, and what a designer does and what the difference is between a designer and a decorator and so on, like A through Z. So I actually send this to every single prospective client um, as a free ebook. Obviously, I wouldn't charge them for it, but the reason why um, I also send it is just because it builds some sort of trust before I even communicate with them about their project. So jumping right into it, the first biggest part of this ebook is the cost of a designer. Now, I could spend the next 30 minutes talking about this because obviously there's decorators and there's de uh, designers and then each of them charge differently. And there's a huge range between like, you know, I've seen as low as $45 an hour for interior design services to as high as like $300, $400 an hour. So I go into, um, you know, the cost of an interior designer. Now, obviously, this is so vague. It's unbelievable because you can talk to 50 different designers and you may find an average. But the difference is, is that it's going to be a huge, broad range of numbers because it's just a service-based industry, so you can really charge anything you want. At the end of the day, if a client agrees to that, that's what they agree at. If they feel that that's what the value is for the work that you perform, that's what the value is. So on average, an interior designer will cost about five grand. Um, now, that's like five grand per room or per area. Um, that's average. And even if you were to look at like, you know, um, if you were to look at, uh, let's say, a kitchen, I... I, as a designer, can design a whole kitchen from floor to ceiling in about 12 hours. I charge $175 an hour for my design services. It's $2,100 just for the kitchen design. Um, but that's not even like, that's that's actually on a, a conservative end. Um, you get clients all the time that 
are very indecisive that want to add stuff that want to revise things so that 2100 really creeps up there and the other thing too is even if you do hourly i think hourly you're going to wind up spending more than flat rate because hourly again clients are indecisive and you know that creeps up there so the first section is really kind of over overlooking the different ways a designer can charge one is like hourly cost plus flat rate square footage and even a combination of thereof or thereof so i want to make sure that they understand that there's many different ways a designer can charge and that you know we design uh or we charge a specific way and the reason why we charge that way now i could just tell you straight up that the way we charge is flat rate but here's the catch to our the way we charge so we're, we're flat rate based on the project for kitchen renovation it's forty two hundred dollars that's for everything flooring uh paint scheme uh you know drapery backsplash countertop cabinets uh, hardware appliances accessorizing uh you name it the whole shebang about 4200 flat rate now then we do an hourly so for example we determine based on the project how long it's going to take so like i said on average for us um i would say for maybe a mid-size we could probably say 30 hours for a whole kitchen remodel and that's even like adding five hours of project management for the construction part of things so with the way that we charge is flat rate slash hourly so flat rate once you reach that 30 hour threshold by fault of the client that's really important because there are things that are outside of the client that will happen on the project that you shouldn't be charging your client for or that shouldn't be added to the hours so if we go over those 30 hours by fault of the client, uh, then we go into the 175 per hour, but then we also require 10 hours up front uh, to continue that, that project. The client also has the ability to consider the project done, but 99% of the time they don't do that. From there, um, we talk a lot about budget too, because budgeting is probably the biggest part of the project that a lot of clients just oversee and they don't really understand. A large number of people spend about 30% more than they even anticipated on their projects. There's a couple of reasons for this. The number one reason is just poor, poor, poor budgeting, like really. Um, the second reason is a lot of clients are those type of clients that are like, well, if I see it and I like it, I'm going to buy it. Great. So if like, for example, they find uh, a, backsplash, a backsplash that they like, and it's you know 15 20 percent more than the original well great there's that extra money so we give them advice on you know what they should have as a comfortable cushion for every single room and that's about twenty thousand for a bedroom though for a kitchen i would say 60 uh 60 for a mid-sized kitchen um they should have set aside we also suggest making a design wish list. Um, so giving your imagination free reign, getting into a mindset that money is not even an obstacle that you must face at all, or that even that's even a factor, um, write down everything you want and prioritize it. So what it's saying is basically if you had no, if you had um, basically unlimited cash, um, which I don't know anyone who does except probably Oprah, um, to write, everything you want in your in your design or in your project every little detail whether it be the flooring the furniture the paint color whatever it is your wish list 
and write everything down and prioritize it one to however high that list goes. Rather than listing more storage, think about that what that even means and deconstruct it. So like adding built-ins on the west wall, utilizing freestanding shelving to organize and so on, getting a little more detailed about your wish list will make you understand exactly what needs to go into your kitchen or even just regular design. Then you're gonna wanna determine your actual budget. Look at your finances and think of how much you have as disposable income. Because one thing that a lot of clients don't really understand is that there is a budget, no matter what the case is. And I know a lot of people have this perception that if you tell a designer your budget that they're gonna spend all of it. No, that's not the case. A real designer is not going to spend your whole budget. A real designer will understand that if you say you have $100,000, that they cannot and should not go above uh, 70000 because you should have 30% of cushion um, and emergency money to go for, um, you know, to go with. Um, so that's why it's really important to determine your actual budget we have for disposable income. Then you really want to do a lot of research too. The biggest challenge that clients face is not knowing what a simple floor lamp can cost. And just knowing that information, it will literally change a lot of your perception about what it is that goes into designing your space. There's a floor lamp that I once found for $5,000. It was a, a hand carved with like diamond studs in it. It's ridiculous. So like a one floor lamp was as high as $5,000. Definitely expect some sticker shock once you understand um, how much things cost. But once you do understand that, you can finalize your budget. And if you're hiring a designer, keep in mind that they will charge you a markup for finding and sourcing those products. For example, um, me as a designer, I'm able to get manufacturer pricing on things. Let's use um, you know, a bed, for example. Um, I may find a bed, a king-size bed for, let's say, uh, $1,200. This nice footboard, headboard, side skirt combination for $1,200. That's my cost. At that point, that is what I'm getting from the manufacturer. I take that amount and I divide that by 0.7, which is 30% markup, and I sell that same thing for the to the client for $1,714. That is a $514 profit. Here's the thing, if you were to go to retail for that same thing, they're actually taking that $1,200 and they're dividing that by, let's say 0.5, that's a 50% markup. So they're charging you 2,400. So usually with a designer, the cost of things is roughly 20 to 30% less than retail, depending on the product. So research costs, go to places and just make sure you understand what things are gonna charge or what things are gonna cost you. Work together with your designer. That's, that's like a big thing too, because you shouldn't really ever expect your designer to just take your budget and just run with it. Your designer is your advocate. They know exactly how much things cost and, and working closely with them on your budget can help a lot. If you do research first and understand how much products can cost, it will help your designer choose products that best fit your budget. So let's say your designer shows you an average floor lamp and you hate the sticker price on it and you think it's overpriced when it's actually very average. That happens all the time, day and night, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We'll, sh we'll show a client like, uh, you know, a bed frame, and I'm just going to use that because I used it before, but headboard, footboard, side skirt combination, and they look at the price and like, holy crap, well, I can get that at like Wayfair for, you know, $800. Well, what you don't realize is that Wayfair is a very, 
they're very, very, I'm trying not to bash another company, but let's just say Wayfair is not the nicest people when it comes to sourcing these products. They're, it's not going to be warranted. If there's anything that's damage-wise, uh, you can't exactly just ship it back to them and get a refund. They're going to try to get you to send out a specialist that you have to pay for, and they're going to try to fix it. And if it's not fixed, then they'll go and replace it. You're talking about weeks of like you know work trying to just replace it. Whereas if you buy it through a designer, if something's damaged, it won't even get to your house because we inspect it right as, as it's delivered so um in regards to the budgeting too we um also suggest writing everything down um so any possibility of you know furniture coming in or anything like that just write it down because a lot of the time writing things down actually helps with the reality of things versus just keeping it in the back of your mind so then the next um, section that we put in the ebook is the designer process. Understanding the designer process is extremely helpful in a lot of client situations because if they don't know what it entails, it's go- there's going to be a lot of um, confusion for your client. There's going to be a lot of things that they don't understand. Um, and you need to really be upfront with that process. So we kind of go through that process and we tell them that every project's different. I mean, there's times where um, you know, the design process looks like scribbles on a, on a page where, you know, sometimes we're going and we're in the research phase, but kind of have to go jump back to the con uh, the concept and then vice versa. We're at the concept phase, but then we have to go back to research. And that's just primarily because we design based on psychology of our clients. So there are times where we'll, you know, have a concept for a design, but then we realize that the client really likes to do something that would dictate that design. And so we have to go back and kind of, you know, freshen that up a bit. So then uh, we go through kind of like last thoughts and we explain uh, that the, there is a difference between interior designer and in, uh, decorator and kind of what those differences are and make sure that they understand that, you know, we don't just design on aesthetics. That's, that's yeah, that's a big part of it. But um, we design based on the psychology of our clients. We want to make sure that our clients know that. So this this tool, this ebook, um, even though it's going to get larger, it is the number one reason um, that we close a lot of projects because we built trust with our clients before they even uh, before we even have our first consultation. Um, so if you want this book, just shoot us an email. I'll send you. Um, I'll put the email in the description of this podcast. But shoot me an email. I'll give you the book. You can copy whatever you want on it, except for the pictures. Um, and just start giving that to clients. Just start saying, hey, you know, here's an ebook that we just that we created. Um, it's really really helpful information about you know the process and so on and so forth. And um, I can guarantee you that you'll start seeing um, you know closed sales quicker because. You're starting to, you're giving information to a client. Um, information is gold in this day and age, especially when you could just go online and do it and just search for whatever the hell you want to search for. Um, but definitely get an ebook together. Definitely give away information in regards to the process, budgeting. Um, even give your clients a budget worksheet or even a checklist or whatever the case is. That information is going to be so critical in their discovery for an interior designer because no other designer out there is going to give them that kind of information. They may give them a proposal, but um, that's what's going to make you stand out from the rest of them. Thank you so much for listening. Do me a favor, hit that subscribe button. I'm going to come out with um, more podcast episodes um, every week. And thanks so much. And I hope you have a wonderful day.